welcome back. Another episode of Post Phase and Cheese Steaks. This is uh, episode 48. This is a, uh, a, a different kind of episode. We're uh, in person. Uh, so if you're listening, just know that Tim and I are, are in the same room looking we are. eye to eye together. We're about to do some ballerina dancing. and It's amazing because your hair looks more voluptuous and more <laughs> you know mesmerizing in person than it did on the Zoom calls. But um, yeah, so we... Uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the uh, Final Four, and then, of course, get into the uh, you know a little bit of the NFL draft. Just going back on the the trades that were made between Niners and Dolphins, and then Dolphins and Eagles. But uh, first, we'll go recap of the lead eight real quick. So, if I can uh, actually start, okay, I, I go, would ahead. Like... go ahead. Um, so let's go touch base with the logical decision I made in taking you up on your bet of you know gonzaga lasting longer than michigan mm-hmm. michigan lasted longer than i thought i'll give you that but uh gonzaga still as they did today as they smacked down usc and every other team they've come across still look like the best team in the country by far uh i still think they're gonna win the championship have you bought onto the fan bandwagon yet uh, i uh i will say i mean you know i'm wrong on a couple of things most just, things just a couple most uh, a couple most um but yeah i i the thing with Gonzaga was uh, I didn't watch, you know, a ton leading up to it. Um, and from what I was hearing is that they just didn't play super elite level talent. So I kind of looked at it as they could definitely get upset. They could definitely get bumped by a team that's not as good as them. Um, but they've, you know, scored what, like 80 points every game. Yeah. They're, it's, insane. It's, it's incredible. And they just thwomped USC. Yeah. And it wasn't even a game. They were up by like 20 the whole time. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's amazing. USC was the hot team. Everyone was hopping on that bandwagon, and Gonzaga just went and just took them to school, and it wasn't even close. I think Timmy dropped a nice. I think led the team with like twenty three or twenty five, and the man celebrated every point he put up there. Yeah, he was, it was just one of those games, never close, never in question, and just almost at points getting you know disrespectful with it. He was he was he was flexing a lot. Uh, I I think there I, I would now that Michigan's out. My my pick was Michigan and Illinois in the championship. Mm, that didn't and, age well. Yeah. Well, fun fact: I actually, uh, as of, well as of Tuesday before the games ended, I was actually in second place in one of my uh, one of my bracket groups. Surprisingly, even though I had Illinois and all the other people still had Gonzaga, yeah. uh, but you know I correctly picked Gonzaga versus USC in the Elite Eight. So well, that's cute. Yeah. Dust off the shoulder. You know? Oh, I, well, I don't know. And USC start, Oregon, we got dust oh, off the other shoulder. Yeah, what but, are we just uh, bragging about everything now? But uh, now that I lost Michigan, yeah, it's a little looking a little rough. Yeah. So I, I got to say, I'm I'm gonna stick with Gonzaga. I've been saying they're the best team. They're my my bracket pick. But UCLA is like I I love the UCLA team. Tiger Campbell, Tiger with a Y, is my favorite player in the in the uh, tournament. He's got the best hair, shortest player in the tournament, and he's got the best name. Tiger with a Y is something that more more kids need to adopt. Tiger Campbell, but it's uh, two animals, not two first names. So yeah, same same idea. But no, good team. I mean, they're deep. That Juzang kid from uh, Kentucky is a stud. They are. Uh, Campbell's and you know playmaker. He lacking in size he makes up for in playmaking ability a really good team uh, team they played two nail blighters now i don't know if you caught the alabama game from uh, over the weekend where the guy drilled the three at the buzzer to put him in overtime but mm-hmm. then even this game michigan there was right down on the wire so those wins will help the further they go on you know they're learning how to win in the gritty moments so it's impressive yeah i i, I think gonzaga is definitely battle hardened by now yeah I, I would say they have a pretty good i mean 
So what we got? We got UCLA, Gonzaga, Baylor, and Houston. Houston. Two Texas squads. Houston, they haven't really dominated anyone. Like all the games have been relatively close. Well, they haven't had to play anyone. They've played all double-digit seeds going into it. That's their right. whole bracket's yeah. been upset. Yeah, but I, I, I don't, I don't think they go much farther than that. So, I, if I, I would say it's going to be Gonzaga Baylor, and that's a pretty, that was a pretty popular pick before the tournament started. So, I mean, they were the two best teams all year until COVID took over Baylor. Yeah, they are two one seeds. So. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I always thought from throughout the season, like Baylor and Gonzaga looked like a level better than everyone. Mm. The COVID thing happened with Baylor, and I think we forgot. It took them a little bit to get their rhythm back, and the Big Ten came in real strong, and we've seen how that lasted in the tournament. Um, but I, I kind of – I'm on this Houston team. I think Houston plays great defense. They're a physical team. I know they haven't really played anyone, but I also think that they're better than um, – than what they've showed so far. I think they've you know played enough to get by and beat the teams that they're playing, but they're a good team. Yeah. They're physical, they're athletic, they're fast, and they got some size and they play defense. Yeah, it's kind of weird seeing them. And I mean, I remember when I was going to school at Temple, you know, Houston would, whenever I would go to basketball game, Houston would smack Temple around. But yep. Yep. I never really saw them. UCF was the same thing. Houston <laughs> come into town and beat us fat. And yeah, badly. they're a weird team to be really good at basketball, but they're, they have a hell of a squad. And oh, it'll, it'll be interesting, you know. I'm curious to see, you know, if UCLA can pull this upset off again, another upset. Why not? I mean, I, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't think they match up super well against Gonzaga. I don't think it'll be a close game. I think Gonzaga will probably win by. So I would agree with you. So we're in agreement. So we like, I I love UCLA, but man, I've been hyping up Gonzaga. They've looked like the best team. I I have to stick with them. I I got Gonzaga over UCLA. Yeah, I would say Gonzaga versus Baylor. And then I'd probably take Gonzaga as the champions. You like Baylor? I, see, I like Houston. I think Houston's got a little mm-hmm. bit of attitude, though. I, I'm thinking Gonzaga and Houston in the championship. But I will say one thing. and uh, Yeah, but then you have West Virginia over Houston, like hey, way, way back in the bracket. We're looking forward, not past. Relax okay. there, guy. Okay. Mr. Illinois. Um, I do think it's interesting because I, I this is one thing. I don't know if you've heard about it, but this is something I didn't even know about until the tournament was going on and they were hyping up Baylor. It's the scandal they had back in, like, 2003 or whatever it is. 2003 yeah this is age well but you look at you read the story and everything it's like something out of a like a crime scene documentary or something they had a a, a teammate murder his teammate the oh. dude was murdered and that murder actually just triggered a whole bunch of investigations and then they found out that the coach was paying a whole bunch of different players covering up drug tests and all this stuff so the baylor whole basketball program was just you know punched in the face let's put it mm. that way with sanctions bans scholarship restrictions I actually believe Scott Drew, the current coach, was the coach that took over after the scandal. Um, so if there's one man celebrating heavy after this weekend, it's Scott Drew. The man's been through. He was at the bottom, and now he brought them back up to the top. I mean, it's the first Final Four they've been in, I think, 40 years, they said, 50 years. Damn. But, yeah, now I, a scandal I never even heard about. You would think that a um, teammate murdering someone you would catch on to. But, you know, once they bring the success, the – Everyone kept on mentioning it. And I was curious and looked into it. I didn't even had no idea. I I don't think I've ever heard of that. I mean, I'm, weird shit happens in Texas, so that's true. And Baylor's in Texas, so you gotta look uh, into it. It was a, an unfortunate string of events. I, yeah, murdering definitely is not <laughs> normal. So, well, I'm in U.S. Apparently, it is. But. I mean, that was just the the, the B. I, I thought I, I thought it was cute because I was reading it. And it was like after like one of the teammates murdered the other guy, then they add on all these like, oh, you paid players, you were coming on drug tests, like do we just forget the murder part? Like, can we just ignore the fact that he was paying players? Like, what about the fact that his team's murdering each other? Uh, I, I probably have heard of that. I just, off the top of my head, I don't remember the 
exact details, but it's a good story though. It's a good reclamation project. I do believe it was Scott Drew that took over right after that scandal. So um, it's a nice little, you know, tip of the cap to him. You know, he took them from the lowest of lows to the highest of highest down in the final four. So what did they have? They had, must have had a ban for a while then. Yeah, they had a. Remember when Penn State had that thing with Sandusky? They well, were, yeah, I, um, the bull, the bull ban and stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't, the murder really didn't have anything to do with school. Like, you know, they're not going to take away scholarships and sanctions uh, for that. Was, yeah, but if the coach that's coverage. Well, yeah, that's how it opened up the Pandora's box. Yeah, and then that's when they found out a whole bunch of other stuff. So, Lord of Narnia. Yeah, no, I, I, it's a good little, you know, it's an interesting story to read about that I had no idea about until Baylor started seeing success this year. And mm-hmm. it's, it's interesting. You literally, you want to talk about the lowest of lows. That's, that's building a program right there. It's very impressive. Jesus. And I don't know, man, when they, it's crazy. Cause when they were talking about, like, they mentioned the scandal, I was like, I thought they just meant the football team scandal. You know, they had a big scandal a couple of years ago where our brows was covering up a whole bunch of bad things their football players were doing. And then, you know, the school just, I don't well, know that, yeah. what goes on in Waco, but apparently it's the wild west out there. That, this is what happens when team, when players or teams have success and they're in the media, people bring up the negative shit because someone's always got to be negative about something. So hey, you know, what's interesting though. It makes the story better. It's it, it makes, you know, if, if they go to the championship and win, then this, this story will definitely be like, if I didn't hear about it yet, I'm sure I'll hear about it. If they win, so. Hey, listen, the, the, the lows, the lows are a lot more entertaining when you reach the highs. That's true. Yeah. That's true. You keep bringing them with the lows and they don't never reach the highs. You're just kind of kicking a man while he's down. But, you know, the program really soared after that. So good for them. Good for Scott Drew. I do yeah. believe he was the coach there and he still is now. So you can talk about a guy that dug in at the lowest to build him up. Very impressive. Oh, but So I got, I'm going Houston and Gonzaga. Obviously I've been on Gonzaga the whole time, so I'm not going to back off now. They're winning for me. Okay. So you got Baylor and Gonzaga. Who's, who's cutting the nets? I'm not gonna go against Gonzaga now. I mean, I, I thought they would make it this far and then uh, lose in the Final Four to Michigan. Obviously, Michigan won't be there. It's a shame. So so close. And so and close. they they I was kind of disappointed. They didn't play super well at the end. Uh, you know, missing shots. They that terrible transition of shooting an air ball for a three to take the lead with six seconds left, and then missing the putback. And then getting lucky that someone, you know, they got the fouls back and then were able to shoot again. But they just had so many. They it's literally tough. they just shot themselves in the foot. I've seen that so many times in this in this tournament. So many teams just it's because they're you know they're still kids. You know, yeah. they're still they're college students who make mistakes, and uh, you know, a large portion of them aren't going to be playing at you know the professional level or overseas or anything like that. So these are these are mistakes that you'll see because it's so common when there's 64 teams but yeah no, I, it's a I, shame to see it at, at the elite eight level that, yeah that there's a failure to, to score baskets in hey, pivotal listen, moments say what you are. I, I agree michigan did not play a great offensive game defensively i thought they played really well it was low scoring yeah, but ucla was tough it was not like you know they were they were just getting, getting great the team. wide open yeah it was a you know it's a good team. Mick Cronin's got a good. I, I between the t- two coaches though, those programs are in good hands. Jawan Howard, oh, great yeah. coach. You, Michigan's turning into a basketball powerhouse with him in his second year. They are. They were a number one seed. They survived a very tough conference. You know, Elite Eight is not something to ignore. That's a great run. No, um, sure. You know, you were a basket away from the Final Four, and you know, I know no one cares about that when you lose, but yeah. definitely a lot of promise there. Michigan is definitely turning into one of those powerhouses in basketball, I think. And you know, Mick Cronin's bringing that UCLA brand back. He's he's adding he's bringing them back from the glory days, and they look good. You know, it's a good mixture of different players they got, and the team looks really good overall. Isn't Chip Kelly also at UCLA? I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. A lot of great stuff going on out there. I don't know about that. <laughs> but, uh, 
No, yeah, I think I mean all their all their games were like nail biters, weren't they? They were yeah. all really close. Um, they you know fought out gritty wins. First four, they were one of the first fours. Yeah. Was, oh, that's even. Didn't they, they played Michigan State? Michigan right? State, yeah, and that uh, sixty eight round, which yeah. is also weird to see. Michigan State was wasn't like officially in brackets. Well, yeah. So. I mean, you, you're not you're not going to really see many more Michigan State all UCLA first four matchups no. ever again. Yeah, no. that's a that those those first four games are not meant for those schools. It's been on. It's been an unprecedented tournament. So we have a we have a, a one, another one, a two, and an eleventh seed. Not, not as a, I mean, it was almost a full, if Michigan would have won, that would have been, you know, pretty, pretty predicted one, three ones and a two, but. It, I, listen, I mean, there was a lot of upsets in the beginning, um, but you know, they, they just, some of them made it a the sweet 16, but you really didn't see many Cinderella Cinderella's. I mean, UCLA of course is, but um, even outside what that. Did, what did they play the round before? Is it Loyola? Ooh, UCLA? Yeah. Uh, Alabama. Alabama. And I thought the two seed. Who did Loyola lose to? Uh, who did Houston just beat? Arkansas, I think. Oh, Arkansas. Okay. Yeah, and Arkansas was a three seed, so. Because Loyola won. They were in the final four, and they were like a eight or seven seed a couple years ago. Yeah. So. It was, yeah. It's been, a, you know what? It's been a very good tournament so far. I've oh, been yeah, entertained. I've, I've missed it. I'll, seeing it back after not getting it last year, it's brought all the love of the March Madness back for me. I, yeah. I, I missed it dearly, and it's like I never missed a beat. So it was great to have back. It's been a great tournament so far, and I hope it gets better. Yeah. I mean, so, so Saturday we have Final Four. So those two games, and then uh, Championship some, Monday. Championship Monday. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll see who's there. Um, that'll be exciting. But uh, any, any final thoughts on that or? Ready to move on to uh, our, our NFL talks. I mean, the six-pack that you buy me, because Gonzaga's awesome and you didn't want to believe me, I just went it cold and delicious. That's all I ask. All right, so warm pack of Yin Link for you. Sounds delicious. Okay. Uh, moving on. So we have uh, – we had a busy week of uh, trades. Mm-hmm. It was funny because I got a, a text from my friend. While I was I was doing laundry, believe it or not. Oh, really? Yeah, I was. You know, it was I, that time of the month. I'm a laundry man here and there. You know, oh, yeah. To my, keep my my shirts clean. Oh, that's good. Um, <laughs> so I I saw the text come up on my, my Apple Watch, and it was like he's like, oh, the 49ers just trade out for three, and I was like, you know, knowing that we run the podcast, so I was like, great. Now I got, I, sh- I should make a post for this. I let people know we're we're gonna talk about it. Um, and I just went on Twitter to look at what Adam Schefter was saying. And I left my phone out on the, on the dryer and I came, I had to run upstairs and grab more clothes and I came back down and I refreshed it and I saw Eagles trade with Miami. I was like, hold on, what the fuck is going on? Like moving and grooving. Uh, first, I, so, so the, for the Eagles part, first my, thought, what was your first thought? So, yeah, I, I, I did, I did briefly record and, and put that out there, but first thought was why i was angry i was like what are they doing Fair number enough. six we had you know penny Sewell was a possibility jamar chase was a possibility kyle pitts was a possibility and now you just blew that shit out the water and moved all of that until i was furious and then i thought about it and you actually made a really good point i, usually I was do. shocked i usually do i was like tim said something smart i usually do you said i would rather have you know a Devonte smith or Jalen waddle and a first round next year Absolutely. instead of Jamar Chase at six. And I was like, you know what? That's a great way to look at it. Um, and as as this week has kind of progressed, and then now that we're into the next week, I've been seeing a lot of mock drafts where Kyle Pitts is still a 12. Well, I don't know about that. But if you think about it this way, you're going to have probably five quarterbacks taken top 12. 
So that leaves like what? Sure. I'd say I, I'd feel more comfortable saying four, but I can live right. with that. There's, I would say 95% is going to be four taken. Okay. So let's go with four. Yeah. All right. The Eagles pick a 12. Mm -hmm. So you have eight players, eight elite players that aren't quarterbacks. So you're basically picking eighth. Well, yeah. Kyle Pitts was probably going to be there at six. Um, and the teams that go, you know, ahead of the Eagles don't necessarily need tight ends. And the problem with Pitts is that while he's an exceptional athlete who can play fucking big, you know, X receiver, who can play tight end, probably can play running back. Probably. Um, not every team is going to be able to use him correctly in their scheme. It's true. So you don't want to waste a high pick on someone you won't use properly. Not saying the Eagles will use him properly, but oh, yeah. if that if they're going to employ another true tight end system with Goddard, you know, Goddard will probably go 50-50 pass catching tight end, 50-50 blocking. I think Kyle Pitts could still be there at 12, based on what I'm hearing. So I'd be ecstatic. That'd be a fucking you basically get a, a, a first one. Remove back, yeah. Yeah, like that'd guy. be nuts. But if he's not there, I still think between Devon, I mean, I don't think Jamar Chase is going outside top six. I agree. But I think Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle could one of them will be there. I think at twelve. I I agree with you there. Um, Pitts, I think, will be a long shot. Uh, plus, you know, you just got to look at the teams there. Yeah, it's possible. It, it, someone. I don't want to get my my hopes too high. Someone, some offense coordinator there will be because you know what, you know what's going to get him drafted high is Darren Waller. Someone's going to look at Darren Waller and say, you know what, we got Darren Waller in the draft. Knowing, knowing the Eagles' luck, he'll be there at ten, and something will be like. <laughs> Why, why is he still there? Let me trade up and get him real quick. I, I would not be surprised. So. I, I would. So, I mean, I, my first reaction, I love the trade. It's, but I, I, I also understood why you were upset about it first. And most people I think were upset about it. Yeah. I look at it as, you know, my expectations for next year with the Eagles are not very high at all. I just think they're going to struggle. I don't think they'll be a very good team. Mm -hmm. I think it's going to be very similar to what we saw this year. Um, this trade is more for the long term than it is short term. Obviously the sixth overall player, improves your team a lot more than the 12th overall player and the first round pick next year. Right. You know, you, you just assume that the sixth overall guy is going to be a plug and play very good impact rookie right away. Mm. Um, this team doesn't need that. They need multiple picks. You know, I'm not going to bore everyone with all the disastrous draft picks the Eagles have made in the last five years, but giving them more picks is better. You know, how he's still making the picks. So God only knows who the hell he's going to pick, get him as many first round picks as possible. He'll eventually hit on a few of them. Yeah. You're looking at three potential first-round picks next year. You could really build out your roster a lot with those three. Also, you need building blocks. Look, look, look what you have no young building blocks on this team. The most important franchise, like cornerstones of your team right now, are all of old veterans. Who's yeah. going to replace Graham? Who's going to replace Kelsey and Lane Johnson? Like these guys don't have many years left. You know, Zach Ertz, we, you know, we're expecting to probably get moved still this offseason. You know, there's a lot of guys that are probably going to be moved if this not this offseason, uh, next year at some point. And this is still a four-win team that's going to be playing with a, a you know, second-year unproven quarterback who didn't do anything in free agency. We brought in no one. We didn't improve this roster that went that got four wins for them last year. So, accept it. I know everyone's like, oh, but we're in the six. We're going to be drafting there very often. I'd be surprised if we weren't drafting the top ten again next year. You know, obviously, I'm rooting for Jalen. Yeah. I want the team to do well, but I would not be surprised if we were in the top ten again next year. I, uh, I don't know. I, I think this team's. I think the Eagles are talented enough to figure it out i don't know about when the division i think i think washington's a sleeper we'll if they see. can figure out their quarterback like who's gonna be quarterback i they have talent like gibson's really good mclaurin's really good and now they have uh curse samuel 
Yeah, I mean, Logan's he's got a serviceable pieces there. Like, they, their defense is nasty. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is the definition of eight and eight, though. Yeah. Maybe nine and seven if he has a good year, but that's what you're getting from Ryan Fitzpatrick. I'm not too worried about them. I mean, the division is definitely something I wouldn't be surprised if the Eagles could win. You know, maybe they catch some out. Maybe Jalen plays really well, and you know, maybe you know that that, that would be the dream. Jalen plays well, your team yeah. does okay, and then you got three first round picks hopefully next year, and build the roster around a young quarterback on a rookie contract. It's true. So, you know, we'll have cap money next year. Next year could be – next offseason could be a, a real change the team kind of year. You know, you're looking at three first-round picks potentially in some cap room, which we haven't had in years. You could actually sign free agents, like big-name free agents. Um, so, listen, it's a long-term gamble. I understand why people are upset and worried and, you know, annoyed that we had a superstar at six and traded down. But this wasn't like last year, where I think everyone was begging for the top three between Ruggs, Judy, and um, – cd lamb to fall to you yeah and you know you were asking the top three to go to 21 you you have four top-notch pass catchers that you need one of them to be at 12 and i think that's very realistic and if you get Devontae smith jan waddle jamar chase kyle pitts 12 and you get a first round pick next year successful draft yeah it's just a matter of like i i just hope it's not a uh you know a, another receiver that we didn't hear of like with rager but. well yeah i mean see 12 is also 12 is still high enough that you should be able to draft really good. I mean, the last pick, the last player we drafted at 12 was Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Cox. Yeah. And this is the highest draft pick how we, the Eagles have had since Carson Wentz, even at 12. You know, yeah. it's still high territory, or it's still pretty low for them to be drafting this high. Yeah, I I I I mean I knew the Eagles trade up for two, but I've I didn't realize that the, the Rams also trade up for one that year. Yep. So that was that was pretty nuts. And then speaking on the uh, – so the Niners now number three. Um, and so what that trade went down was uh, San Fran got number three, uh, and then in return the Dolphins got uh, the number 12 pick, a third, and then a future first. Yeah, two firsts. Yeah, two firsts, I mean. And then <clears> – <throat> excuse me. And then the, they traded that 12 to the Eagles for six. Eagles got uh, a first next year. I think they gave them their fourth and got a third, was it? Or their fifth and got a fourth? They, yeah, I think it was the, the fourth and the fifth. I think yeah. they have fifth and moved up fourth. Yeah. I, I, I'll say, between the trade, obviously we're extremely biased towards the Eagles, but I, I already mentioned I like the trade for the Eagles. Mm -hmm. Miami, the trade makes so much sense. You know, they didn't, they weren't going to draft a quarterback. Have you seen what they've done with the Larry oh, it's, Tunsil? It's great. Like, they've it's gotten great. like four first round picks out of it's incredible. trading him. They knew, I, I mean, and I don't blame them. I know Tua didn't look great as a rookie, but you're that's not a good move to draft another quarterback in the top three. Like, I know you heard the chatter and everything, but, like, that's just not a smart football decision. You got to ride with Tua and give him a chance. Yeah. So, for the Dolphins, it made so much sense, and then I even think moving up to six made sense for them. You know, they had the draft capital. They have all these extra picks. Mm -hmm. Why not go up and get a stud? At six, you can get Jamar Chase, Sewell, Pitts, yeah. whoever you want. Put around Tua. The Niners are the one team I don't really understand in this for in this trade you're moving up to three you gave up three first round picks to go up to three you'll be drafting the third best quarterback yeah. you already know Lawrence is gone and you know at this point we all pretty much expect the Jets to take Zach Wilson I understand that they'll have a quarterback on rookie contract but you couldn't tell me that you couldn't package that maybe less than that to go get Sam Darnold on a team that's that team's ready to go for the Super Bowl oh once they're they're the problem with the Niners last year was and, and the Garoppolo was in and out of the lineup with injuries, and he yeah. was inconsistent. And then their defense was decimated with injuries. Yeah. So once if they're fully healthy defense, like they're going to be a top top five top. Do you defense. not remember when the Niners 
Jimmy G got hurt the first year he was there, and they sucked. And then they yeah. drafted Nick Bosa second overall, and they came back and went right to the Super Bowl. Oh, they got to the Super Bowl because of their defense, and they had a really nice run game. This team is loaded. Kyle Shannon's a very smart coach. This team is incredibly strong. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised that they're going to tie it all to a rookie. Like, this roster is ready to win now, and you want to go and put the rookie there? I know they don't want to move on from Jimmy, but Jimmy's gone either this year or next year. I think two things are going to happen. Either Jimmy's still on that team when the season starts, and they draft the quarterback. But at some point, like we saw with Tua, uh, like the rookie will take over like week six, yeah. seven, eight. Or, which I think could be a possibility depending on the circumstances. Um, similar to how the Eagles had Bradford and then the Vikings lost their quarterback to injury to Bridgewater, traded for Sam Bradford, and Carson Wentz became the starter. I could see that kind of scenario where either a team loses their quarterback or needs a quarterback. And they're like, you know what? Here's a, you know, they get desperate. Here's a second round or third round pick for Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Right, right before the season starts. And then whoever, you know, Mac Jones or you're banking on an injury though. Yeah, you know, that's that's I mean for that trade. Yeah. I mean uh, I'm just saying that I could see it happen. Yeah, no, I I and I think that's how they're gonna play it. And yeah, it's a quarterback league. And I I just I think other moves made more sense. Like I think the Darnold to the Niners made a lot of sense. I don't think he would have taken that much to get. Maybe a first, maybe not. I, I think you can get him without a first. Are you going to tell me that th- giving up three first-round picks to get Mac Jones or Justin Fields is going to help your team win now better than maybe giving up a first and going get Darnold? Yeah. You know, I, I have a lot of faith in Kyle Shanahan. Um, he made he brought he took Jimmy G to the Super Bowl. I you can't tell me he's going to do the same exact thing with Sam Darnold. Rookie quarterbacks unproven. I know the, you get the contract benefits. And uh, they got a lot of players locked up and, you know, they got a couple more they got to extend. But I just looking at this roster, it's win now. They're ready to go to the Super Bowl. And I'm surprised that they're going to tie it to a rookie quarterback, which, you know, that, you know, they're going to make the gamble and no one knows who they're going to pick. It won't be Lawrence and it's not going to be Lil Wilson from what it sounds like. No, it's just whoever they like. And I don't know. It just seemed weird for that team in particular to give up so much to go up there to go get a guy. Well, that's that's also the thing. Like they did that, and then they immediately were like, "Yeah, but Jimmy G's our guys." Like, don't that's that's smoke. Like yeah. they, and then they came out today and said that they're drafting a quarterback. And then yeah, and then today they're like, yeah. "Yeah, we're gonna take quarterback." It was like, obviously, you don't trade up for three and like without that mindset, right? because because that's the thing. I, I think this draft's gonna unfold where quarterbacks are gonna be, you know, teams are gonna want to move up and they're gonna be like, you of know course. what, I don't want this. I don't want to miss out on this player. And that's what's going to be with, like, you know, how when the Bears took Trubisky, they wanted to gamble on it. Obviously, the gamble didn't work, but they were like, we want to try and get to this guy before anybody else does and take him. So, I mean, and it's such a hard play for a because I, I still really don't like this quarterback class. I mean, I think Trevor Lawrence will be a stud, but then, you know, I hope Fields does well. I don't know. Uh, I think he's 50 50. I don't like Mac Jones as, as a prospect, really. Trey Lance is also 50-50. He's iffy. Yeah, he only played one game this year. You know, he's yeah. in sub, you know, sub, uh, uh, you know what, what I'm saying, uh, lower know. level competition. Yeah, and then I forget the other. Uh, but really, re- like trading three first round picks for the third best quarterback in the draft, like, yeah, that just as a sentence seems just off. Like you're yeah. giving so much up for the third best quarterback in the draft. It's starting to feel like t- like teams feel pressured to to turn around, like. You used to see, like, for for example, like, if the Eagles were truly, like, going through a rebuild right now, 
10, 15 years ago, this would have taken like five years for them oh, to yeah. fully rebuild a team. Yeah. Nowadays, like you have like a year to like how you can go ahead and have another shitty you have one shitty year left and then you gotta turn around or you're gonna, well, for most, gonna get fired. With the gonna, quarterbacks now on their contracts, yeah. you gotta do it before their big extension comes because you're not keeping that team. And oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, and that one and I get that one aspect for the Niners is you know, Jimmy G had a big contract. You know, you are getting out of that contract, assuming you move on from it, and then you got to go on a rookie deal. Yeah. At the same time, though, you know, I, you got to look at this team. You know, is a quarterback going to help them win right now? We'll see. You know, we'll see. Um, just quick thoughts. Uh, you know, what do you think happens with that number two pick? And uh, is Sam Donald still going to be on the Jets? I, I'm, I'm going to believe the hype that, Wil- that Wilson's going to go to the Jets. Zach Wilson. I, I actually – I I think I might like Wilson as a prospect more than Fields, but yeah, it's they're both I think like well I think it's um it would be Lawrence, him and Fields, and then Lance, and then even further down is I just well for the Jets you got to look at Donald's going to come off for an extension soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to be you know this team did not draft him. You know it's a new front office, new coach, and all that. You know do they want to just bring in their own guy, build around him. If they really like Wilson, and I've heard a lot of good things about Wilson, you know, Darnold hasn't really done a ton to believe that you should give him like this big deal or extend him right away. He's also had a terrible situation. I do think he's better than what he's been so far. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it wouldn't surprise me, you know, they'll be, they'll have to be perfectly fine with the salary cap. You got a young quarterback to build around. They're building pieces around this team. Um, I think it would make sense for the Jets to go with Wilson. So I do think it's going to be Lawrence Wilson and then, the Niners honestly have no idea. I'm hearing the rumbles about Mac Jones. I I personally think that Justin Fields is the third best quarterback in this draft, but I don't know. I don't know who they're going for. I don't know who they like. It'll be tough to say. I I would not. I I, I heard that they, the Niners, wanted to go to three for uh, Zach Wilson, and also the Eagles were trying to get to three for Zach yeah, Wilson. Yeah, which I believe and. The Eagles, the Eagles knew that Zach Wilson wasn't going to be there and the Niners didn't. You know, they have to like someone else. Someone else has to be there. There's no way that they they just put all their eggs in one basket in Zach Wilson and he gets traded before them. Like, they have to – there has to be another guy they really like. I just don't know who that is yet. I don't know. There could be a surprise quarterback that just comes out of nowhere in the first round, but – We'll see. Oh, that's other. I mean, I'm hearing the Mac Jones rumors. and If, if that's – if Mac Jones is really going to go top ten – uh, which would make it five quarterbacks, then I would suspect maybe the Patriots or another team is going to try and trade into the top Probably, 10. yeah. But which Mac is Jones, also – which will be good for the Eagles. Did too. you not think that Mac Jones would be there at 12 before they traded up? Like, I, I expected him to be there at 12. I thought Mac Jones could last to, like, 16, yeah. 17. Yeah, I, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It'll be interesting. The Niners are an interesting team to watch because, yeah, they made the big splash, but we don't know exactly for who. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, we've plenty more draft news and coverage still to come. So uh, get into that fun time, draft time. Oh, uh, it's about a month away now because it's uh end of end of April and then like until like a day or two of May. Yeah. So should be good. But, yeah. good stuff. We'll good be here stuff. for it. Of course. All right. I think that uh pretty much wraps up our, our thoughts on that. Uh, I guess go Gonzaga. Go there we go. Hey, it's only go. took you three weeks, but now you're on the wagon, baby. Go Zags. I hate or you said, you know, I don't know. Now they got to play each other. UCLA is my new love. I do love Gonzaga, but UCLA, Tiger Campbell, Tiger with a Y, Tiger with a Y, Tiger with a Y. No, but all right, all right. Well, we'll end it on that, and uh, you know, look forward to uh, another episode next week. And uh, safe travels, everyone. Okay, peace. peace.
peace out.